Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, welcome to Siempre Palante. Welcome, mi gente, to Siempre Palante, Always Forward, a podcast that is culture-driven, focused on familia, overcoming adversity, and legacy. I'm your host, Hirado Luis Albare. Gracias for listening. In this episode, you will hear about how art means everything to our guest. It's a lifeline that provides therapy, helping him overcome anything that comes his way. Familia and community are the foundation that he uses life lessons to help others. He is a beacon of light for every generation, bringing out the best in humanity everywhere he goes. His motto is, if you can imagine it, I can create it. Please welcome artist, muralist, designer, teacher, and poet, Suleiman Ankwe. Who is Suleiman Ankwe? Okay, who is Suleiman Ankwe? Suleiman Ankwe is an artist to the bone. Art is what I am to the core. Without art is no me. I remember doing art as young as preschool age and continuing to do art throughout my life. I'm born in Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to the people of Brick City. Came from a big family, the Enquay family. And we lived in Baxter Terrace, which was uh, projects over there in North, off of Orange and James Street. It was so funny because when you're younger, the projects look so big. And then you see it later, it's like that little spot had all that there. But so many great people came out of Baxter Terrace. And my family was one of the great families that came from that place. I'm all about family. I'm all about friends. But art is my engine. I thrive on art every single day. It's like my therapy. If I'm upset, I'm doing art. If I'm sad, I'm painting smiles to change my mindset. Oh, I'm just doing art because I like art. It's in me, man. I'm telling you, like the way you breathe and breathe out, that's the way I do art. And I think art. And I live art. So that's who I am. Yeah, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. That's what's up, man. Love it. So I know that the seeds were planted at an early stage in your life. So what were some of the inspirations early on in your life, as far as you can remember, in your family? Definitely my mother, definitely my brother, definitely my uncle, my uncles. Because even though they might not have done visual art, they knew how to sing or knew how to dance or knew how to create. One of my uncles was a carpenter. He could do anything building. So that's art. Like I said, my other uncle was a singer, producer, made his own music, even made his own records at times and passed away, unfortunately. And my other uncle as well, Brian Ankwe was a singer. He was very inspirational to me. And Alan Ankwe was the carpenter that was very inspirational. My mother, just seeing her have art around the house, seeing her make art, painting on objects, just having that sense of the ancestors and creativity as well. Her art skills even advanced so far, even to now. She's still creating art and doing murals together and stuff like that. And my older brother, which just to let you know, we're an artist group called Three The Art Way, which consists of my mother, Yvonne Anque, my brother, Samad Anque, and myself. Growing up, it was like a little sibling rivalry, but 
Only I knew it. <laughs> My brother didn't know it. We used to take a piece of paper and fold it into eight boxes to make a comic strip. I would draw the whole comic book, right? We go through one box that was better than my whole comic book. So I would be like looking over him like, ah, you know, let me get back to the drawing board. But that was something that I learned and it helped push me. But I grew to love that rivalry. <laughs> but at this point now, we're on the same team, same level and doing things together big. To stay in this topic of family and inspiration, what were some of those things that you took away that were very powerful and impactful? To have a value in yourself, to know that you are valuable, that the work that you do is worth something, to stick around with family and let family be that glue to help you, help out each other and push for one another. For me, having a large family when I was young, keyed to where I have a large family now, I have six children. Me and my wife will be married 23 years this year. But just those key things of having standards and knowing your worth is something big that I took from family members and growing up. Knowing that we were together, like our quick family, we're big there. We had a lot of people in our family. And that was good for me as a protection as well, to know that your family is there in case something went wrong. You got a group of your own family there look watching your back. What were some of the traditions that you sit back sometimes? Maybe you're creating art. Maybe you're having dinner with your current family and you're carrying on traditions. So what were some of the traditions that you would like to share? Thanksgiving was a big time for our family. I remember watching my grandmother make her potato salad. And after a while, years later, I started doing potato salad and I was pretty good at it. That was something that peeling the potatoes with her, watching her put the seasoning and the ingredients. And mine wasn't like hers, but they liked what I did. But I got that from watching her. And that was a time when we all came together. So even now, Thanksgiving is still a big thing for us of gathering and having us together and celebrating. No matter what the message is, just us allowing each other to be around each other and being thankful for each other, to be able to laugh, to eat, and join together at that time, because you don't know how much time you might have left. But that is something that I definitely say we still continue as a family. When was it really that you were applying all these values? When was it that you really thought, okay, I'm going to continue with this no matter what. When did you know and feel like I got something special here? I'm going to continue. I went to Burnett Street School and Professor Bernard was my art teacher. When I noticed that he would get me to get into art contests, I noticed I had a little more than just anybody else. My friends, they would tell me I was good, this and that and the other. And... That led me to eventually going to Arts High School, where a lot of artists there, but I still was one of the top artists there. When I got out of high school, I briefly went to Jersey City State College. I didn't finish, but I started doing more art through the years. We transitioned from me doing t-shirts and doing graphics and stuff, but building. And each year, I would get better and better. One time when I had an art show with my brother, 
and people came there. And after that show, I was like, you know, I want to do this. I feel like I can do this. The crazy thing is, since COVID happened, I went to flooded art everywhere, every way possible. It's like, if you look at my Instagram for 2020 and 2021, you're going to see stuff every other day. It opened my eyes. I was working in public schools as a security guard for over 21 years. When COVID happened, I didn't go back after they shut down. I'm with my daughter, watching her she at home, doing school from home. And then I was dealing with little health issues myself that I'm dealing with. But I pushed through and do whatever I had to do to keep pushing forward. When times I don't feel well, I actually give myself art therapy. I will paint. It's one painting in particular. It's called Person of Color, right? It was Halloween. I was really feeling off health-wise. I was just like really out of it. They were saying I'm dealing with something maybe like a rheumatoid arthritis or rheumatoid factor in the blood, which sometimes can make you have joint pain. And if it gets too much, then you really feel fatigue and stuff like that. So I was going through that health problems. I was like floored for like about four hours, kind of just drained out of my mind, right? I got up. I started painting on the canvas, sketching that canvas with paint. Oh, let me do this, do that. Paint it back purple. All right, let me do this. Then I started doing the face. I said, listen, I don't want to feel bad. I'm going to paint smiles because I'm going to change the narrative of how I feel right now. And I kept on tapping, kept on adding colors, this color, that color, sectioning it off, sectioning it off until it became a piece. So that's me right there. Loosely, a picture of me smiling through pain, smiling through feeling fatigue and feeling whatever I'm going through at the time. And when I was finished, I asked my nine-year-old daughter, she was eight that time, what do you think this should be called? So first she gave one name and I was like, okay. Then she said, no, person of color. I said, wow. Because he has all these colors on him. And then you can call a person of color, if whether it was a nationality, he has a person of color. So it was just like, man, that blew my mind when she named it. So this is the story behind person of color. Me pushing through a time where I was not feeling well. And then after I finished, I actually took like a Tylenol or something. And then I was good later on. I'm dancing, doing karaoke through the rest of the night. So that was the happy ending to the story. But anytime I will feel off, I will start painting. Or I will eventually forget about what's going on with me. To teach me how I can be strong. Teach me that a passion is stronger than whatever is trying to get to you or harm you, even if it's in your body or around your body, art is going to heal me because I am art. Amen. That's powerful. That's one thing that all artists have in common. What's one of those cultures that really stands out? Is there any one particular? Is it the ancestors talking to you? My mother influences me greatly, immensely. She instilled a sense of pride, an African pride, ancestral pride, and it comes through her artistry and is infectious. So 
I gravitate to that. It's times I could just start sketching up stuff and I'm adding stuff. Certain things that I do have a sense of showing an African sense. I'm going to shout out the legendary Jerry Gant. Jerry Gant was a powerful, powerful, powerful artist. He's my art idol. He did everything from poetry to metal art, to murals, to textiles, to spray paint, to ink work. One of the things he used to say was detox the ghetto. And he used to do stuff and spray paint it around, like little stencils that shows his images around on the sidewalks. And you walking and you coming up and seeing this, but it's tapping into your mind. And I'm very influenced by a lot of his work because I like his work. So you'll see some stuff that you look up Jerry Gant and it might be something that you say it looks similar. One of the lines he would say, the ghetto optometrist, the third eye specialist, gold teeth, front teeth, oral provocateur, kicking in the doors of oppression. And the first lesson is love. Shout out to you, Jerry Gant. He passed a couple of years back, but he's definitely never forgotten. He influenced me a lot. Another artist is Cortez Robinson. I like his style, Cortez Robinson, esoteric urbanism. He does a similar faces that you might say, look a little bit like when I do certain faces, I like the way he pops color and the thick lines around his images. Also, Jose Emmanuel Cruz. So those styles are similar with the color schemes like Jose and Cortez, they worked very colorful. Jerry, the line art was so crazy. Like if he did a market work, he it's just so crazy the way he has his skill set. I definitely emulate their styles here and there. They have influenced me. What are some of the projects that you have done that you feel that you were in the matrix? The cipher was complete. You look back and you go, yeah, that project right there really was the one. As of late, the Black Lives Matter mural was definitely epic. It blew my mind because it was so well put together. Shout out to Malcolm Rowland and Yendor Production. Malcolm Rowland is a dope mural production manager, artist from Yendor Production. He put everything together basically, like him and Linda Street. Shout out to Linda Street, Pink Dragon. She's definitely a dope person. And they put this together with the city of Newark and also manufactures Village. But Malcolm just turned 30, got a wealth of art and construction, knows how to build stuff, knows how to grid stuff out, knows how to work the numbers. He structured this after picking 16 different artists that put their own skill set in each letter. So Black lives matter. Every letter was different. So you'll usually see a Black Lives Matter. And of course, it'll be a yellow on the street, you know, the street yellow, street paint. And you're like, okay. But this is like never, ever seen before. Everybody has their own identity in each letter and it flows so well. 
that was something that when I did, I said, man, this is crazy because everybody gravitated to it. And when you saw the drone shot, it looks like the regular graphic shots that we created for submission. It's still getting so much notoriety. NBC News on the 25th, playing on the news. And one thing that my mother was super happy about was she did the letter A, right? So justice for all was one of the messages, but on their headbands, like a female and a male, they were there. One said, I can, and the other one said, breathe. I can breathe. And News 4, they highlighted the fact that that was said. They interviewed some students from East Orange and they asked him, oh, how do you feel now? You feel like you can breathe? Yes, I can breathe. We don't have to keep our voice quiet. I am breathing. So people have to understand, when you put can't in front of anything, you stifling your voice. We understand what happened to George Floyd and what he said, but if you're going to shout anything, let's shout what I'm going to do, what I can do, what I'm able to do, not what I can't do, because you cut yourself short. So that was a powerful thing. Another fact about what happened with the Black Lives Matter is that all three or three, the art way was part of it. And in the word black, we all had a letter in that top word, which my brother did the B, my mother did the A, and I did the K. All on top of mine, and it was like so epic, so phenomenal. And the artists that were there, it was just a great thing, man. That was the one right there. And now, a word from our host, Giraldo Luis. Did you know, Sabiaske, the thing that Suleiman is most proud of is his work in the community. Recently, he was featured on the nonprofit news platform, New Jersey Education Report, highlighting his latest masterpiece titled, Pass the Crown. This is the third and final installation of his complete series located on the second floor at Kit Thrive Academy in Newark, New Jersey. The feature goes on to state, this particular mural was created to motivate and inspire students and educators as they pass through the hallways seeing themselves as royalty, or as Suleiman described, guardians of our community and this world. Suleiman believes as a Newark-born artist and as part of this community, he feels the importance of spreading his art throughout the city so it leaves a lasting impact. Gracias New Jersey Education Report for featuring Suleiman and Kit Thrive Academy for developing the next generation of leaders. Ya tu sabe, now back to the show. At this point, I believe I collaborated in up to about 20 or more murals, maybe 30. Last summer alone, my mother and I did four murals together within like a two and a half month period or something like that. And we we're at the Turning Point Women's Shelter in Irvington. She is the rock and she's hanging in there and she does so much artwork. I'm telling you, she makes us have to keep on working hard. She's epic, man. Working with her, doing those murals because it was just me and her, we shared so much fun times. It was just like, you can't get that anywhere else. It's just me and her. I see my mother tired. I said, wait, let me turn on some music I know she likes. And then before you know, she's dancing and painting. We did our first tape murals. That means you take tape and you tape off areas and make geometric shapes. And I never did that before. But we did three of them at that location. And then we did another piece that had a diverse picture of women is, and we called it Feeling Good. Another thing I was part of 
was me and artists sent PFE, he's a famous graffiti artist. We did the Marsha P. Johnson mural in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And actually, Malcolm Rowland was there. He did one next to us. But I will say, unfortunately, recently somebody vandalized both of them about two months ago. Marsha P. Johnson was in the LBGT community and the people there didn't like that. Somebody defaced it. Both the murals were very nice. We came there and helped support somebody who came out there and wanted this done for them. And unfortunately, somebody did deface it. Hopefully, we'll be able to fix that for them in the future because anything I do, I wouldn't like to see it defaced. If I did it, it's coming from a pure place. So I wouldn't want anybody to have hate to deface that. You also dabble in the world of comics. This is how we met. So for those who don't know, I have a comic book that I created in 2015 called Super Sketch Painter. Super Sketch Painter, the story is young artist Khalil Jenkins was distraught behind the death of his favorite superhero character in the finale book. So much that he wrote an alternate ending to that book. And through art and passion, he was pulled into a portal to the very world he created, transforming him into Super Sketch Painter the artistic creator and comic book world protector. When he's asleep as Khalil Jenkins, his astral body travels him to different comic book worlds to save the day. That was a dream of mine when I created my first comic book. I have illustrations that will be enough for two more books, but I just haven't got to the time because I'm getting other type of art jobs and I can't ignore this type of stuff that's being able to be a blessing to me now, the gifting to me now. It's the season of me to blossom. So that's the only reason why I haven't been able to do it. And I'm gonna give you a quick story. Jerry Gant, the night before we did the Open Doors, 2016, we had an art exhibit called The Number Ones and he was a curator. So we coming out of North Museum, North Arts Festival, that's the name of it now. They have like thousands of artists showcase themselves for like a four day period. So we came out the opening presentation the day before the big exhibit and we talked for like two hours. But one of the things he said to me, cause I was like, man, I don't know what I want to do because I want to do more comic books, but I want to do mirrors too. And he's like, listen, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a comic book artist? Because if you do want to be a comic book artist, that's cool. But that's all you'll be doing is just doing comic books, right? Or do you want to be an artist that makes comic books? Because you still can do this and that and do that. You know, and I say, you know what? Yeah, I want to be an artist that creates comic books as well. And you don't have to be tied in. So anybody out there that's listening and everybody that's listening, if you're good at more than one thing, don't stifle that. I know they say the jack of all trades and master of none, but I push that out the window. You should be versatile and know more than one thing. If you have something that you're really good at and that's your strong point, yes. But if you have other things you're good at as well, do not stifle that. I am good in a lot of different fields with art and I'm not going to diminish that. I like to paint. I like to draw. I like to do graphic arts. I like to do murals. I also like to do poetry. So these things is what I do 
And I'm not going to say it's wrong for me not to stick with one thing because I don't have to. Don't limit yourself. So back to the comic books again. Creating that comic book was a lot of long nights, brother. Like, I'm talking about staying up to five in the morning, inking and getting it together. So eventually, I came out with Super Sketch Painter. My brother came out with Ratchet Man. So Ratchet Man is a modern-day Jekyll and Hyde that believes karma has the final say-so. So he's like the anti-hero. He's not a villain. He'll help you out, but it's going to cost you. He's a black male. When he's not Ratchet Man, he's a guidance counselor. But he deals with mental illness. And mental illness is like taboo in the urban areas. People don't want to, ah, you're mentally ill. You crazy. Oh, oh, you got to go deal something with that. You don't want to do that. People say if you're going to see psychiatrists or something, something's wrong with you. So that's a stigma. But he has a character that's dealing with mental illness. I felt like that was very deep, the way he tapped into that. So he made his first book, and then he made it 1.5 because the first issue, he didn't like the way the images were. So he upgraded the art. So that's perseverance. Doing something and not being happy with it and pushing and making it even better to your liking, I'll say kudos to my brother for that. We had On Cue Comics, which is our comic book company that we came out independently those were the two comic books, Super Sketch Painter and Why So Ratchet. So that was a good thing, man. Like I said, it was a dream of ours to be able to do stuff like this. And I remember us working on it, me calling him late nights, him giving me inspiration and back and forth. And we pushed till we started doing comic cons together. And we were in that zone. But that was our season at that time. And then we start getting into murals that paid more. <laughs> we found out we can make some money by doing our art. And then we can be seen a little better, you know, and we could get more connection this way. And we started linking in. And I think it was 2015 where I was like, instead of three, the hard way, that old school movie, I said three, the art way. And then I started saying, I'm going to coin this phrase. That's us. We three the artwork until it's stuck. That's who we are now. The journey from people not knowing us in the art world in Newark, they know us now. When they didn't know us, I would get into people's faces, taking selfies. Hey, what's up? I know you, uh, you in the art community. Oh, wow, let me take it. And I take like important people or people I know, whatever, and I post it up there to now they expected me to take a picture with them. But before it was like, who is this guy? But it's marketing, strategizing, doing your thing. So what are some of the things that you're doing now to pay it forward, to help out others that don't necessarily have everything in place or have all the means to get viral? What are some of the things you do? Because I know you're involved in the community. I just recently spoke to a school yesterday, Lincoln Elementary School in Newark and they had like a little career day. It was cool. They reached out to me and they told me to talk to them about myself and give them inspiration about how to actually do something with art. It started off with me giving a brief presentation about what I do, the murals and stuff like that, comic books and all that. But then I went to my word to art. So that's what I call it. When I take a word first, write down, like say if I did art, 
A-R-T. Then I change it to a actual piece of art that looks different from what you saw first. The kids were going crazy over that. They loved it. They're like, oh, do this word, do music, do pretty, do Dory. And they giving me words and I'm changing it. Something I did yesterday on the show, because, you know, I have a show as well with two hosts. So it was three of us, which is called Funk Studios Control the Cool. Shout out to my boy, Joe Woods and A. Kinsler. We are three brothers that we promote the art. We know how to do art and we do what we do. We control the cool. So every episode, I would do Sue's book of cool. So I would get a word from the guest and then I would have them write something down and I would change it. So that's just one another thing that I do. But the kids really loved that part and that portion and they gravitated to that. And I think that's infectious where they can easily do that as well as a workshop as well. And just trying to tell other artists that's beginning, giving them the tips. I've known that's something that's been going on lately. Me giving advice to people here and there. That's another way I pay for it with my skill set. Not being that person that you can't really reach to give that information. If somebody asks me a point is if I know it, I'm going to give you help on it. If I don't, I try to point you in the right direction. That's amazing, man. And thank you for doing that because we need more of that. So to transition into something that's near and dear to me, and I know it's near and dear to all the guests that I have, the word legacy, what does that mean to you? The word legacy means so much. Knowing that you were here and people knowing that you were here, your family being able to lean on your name and benefit from that. Building that legacy, having notoriety, but also having something of prestige and showing that, yeah, you're somebody to be notable and known, but a good character. Legacy is important. My family, that's all we've been talking about lately. It's legacy, legacy, legacy. Building a legacy, it's legacy time. You know, making this happen, providing and paving the way for our generations to come. So I feel as though you need to create that legacy. There should be no such thing as a starving artist anymore. That's a myth. You can make money as an artist and you can reap the benefits from it now. I was on Instagram and this young lady, she's 30. I think she might be 31 now. She said she's been doing art for maybe like seven years. Her name is Whitney Austin. Shout out to Whitney Austin. Strong artist, black woman doing her thing, owning her own business. She made $71,000 in two days off of selling her own prints. Let that sink in, everybody. She generated enough followers that was going to support and buy that much in two days from her website. That put me like, man, I could do that eventually. But it made me have a battery in my back. Like, man, listen, I know I'm a great artist, but it's about marketing as well. You got to market yourself. You got to promote yourself. And they got something called NFTs, non-fungible tokens and all that. I'm looking to that and I'm going to soon drop that as long as it's legit. But I see some people making money off of it. But you definitely do not have to be a starving artist. Don't let yourself think that. 
You don't have to be dead for your work to be worth money. Artists out there, millions of people out there, you are worth it now. When it's all said and done, what's the legacy for Suleiman Ankwe? I want to be known and felt from here to Mars, brother. I don't want to stop until I have a mural on Mars. You understand me? So I want everybody to know who I was, but to know me, know me, and know I was art, to know I'm genuine with what I do. I want that to be there. I want that to be a fact. I want me to be in history, etched into history, our history, in a way that I'm like one of those greats that they talked about, that we look up and we say, that's one of the ones right there, that my children can tell their children and grandchildren, this was your legacy. This was your lineage. This was your great-grandfather. And he helped open the doors for this through his art. That's what I want. Gracias, Suleiman, for being a guiding light to future generations. Your story encourages the heart of the community and inspires us all. For all my listeners, kindly rate and review the show. Five stars and a little love go a long way. Check the show description for more info on where you can find Suleiman via social media. The next episode will be dropping in two weeks. This means you will start the new year with inspiring content from the Siempre Palante Familia. In the meantime, be on the lookout for special live events and bonus content on all my social media platforms. Wishing everyone a safe, blessed, and healthy holiday. See you next year. Palante.